We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're live. Welcome to One on One with Jeff Allen and Mike DeVito. Today, it's just me, myself, and I. Mike is taking a break. Today, we're doing something different. Today, I'm going to talk about a few points, but then I'm going to open it up to you guys. I'm going to let you guys ask questions, so make sure you drop questions in the comments section. I'm going to briefly touch on some things. I'm going to talk about EB, of course, being back. I'm going to talk about Nagy being back. I'm going to talk about free agency, my wish list, and a couple of other things um, along the way. But before I get into that, this is the Kansas City Sports Network show, and I'd be negligent to not mention that this is brought to you in part by Cookie Society. Yes, Cookie Society, the best cookies in the world. We got a lot of fun things coming for the month of March, month of March. So make sure you check in on that. It's going to be a good month. Let's jump right into it. You know, let's address the elephant in the room. We all, you know, saw what was going on online. We saw the article that was released on Eric Bieniemy and the things that were in there. They were kind of toxic and some things that that were unbelievable. And me personally, you know, working with EB and, and being in that locker room, it's hard for me to believe those reports. Um, but it would also be very negligent and very um, ignorant of a reporter to write something like that if there wasn't something leaked from within the building. That's just my take on it. I think um, we all wanted to see Coach EB be a head coach, and I think that would have been great for him. Uh, I think he's ready for that jump. He's a leader of men, extremely talented, um, does a really good job with guys. Um, but for some reason, it hasn't happened. We all can speculate. Um, we can talk about the interviews. We can talk about this and that. And we can all make assumptions. Um, just my take on it. I just think it's a little bit of nepotism, you know, racism, um, unintentional bias, tons of things, just a, a disaster. Um, but, you know, he's always been professional and, and it's good to have him back. I think it's good for the organization and it's only going to make the team continue to, you know, reach those levels that we want him to be at. And let's move on to Nagy. I think this is, this is unbelievable having him back. I, I kind of felt like it was going to happen. I thought he was going to come in after Kafka left for New York and be the offense coordinator and maybe EB moved on to a different role to prove himself. But he's back as the quarterback coach. He's going to play a huge part. Um, I was also there with Nagy when he was the quarterback coach. Unbelievable coach. Um, going to make Patrick better. He, he, he did. Patrick talked about it. He helped him a ton that one year, his rookie season. Um, he's going to, going to add to his tool belt. He's going to help the offense better the passing game all those things, and he's going to mesh well with the coaching staff because they've always already been together. So that was a great move. And then it's just going to transition right into free agency. Um, the continuity of the staff, them being together for so long, um, Veach, front office, all those guys working together, they kind of have the, the blueprint. They know what they want. And it's going to be an interesting, interesting offseason. We had some cuts. 
we, we let go of Anthony Hitchens. That just speaks volumes to what they think about, you know, Bolton, what they think about Gay, those guys in the middle. They're, they're really tremendous young talents. And I, I think that was the right move, even though Hitch was a great leader. I think that was the right move for the future. Um, thinking about the guys there that are potentially not going to be back like Honey Badger. I know there's reports on Frank, Frank Clark, whether he's going to be traded or released or restructured, whatever it might be. Um, but no one's sure. I, I, I think that Tyron, I don't know if he's going to be back. Just from from a player's perspective, when we're, when we're going to be back with a team, when it's time to renegotiate and your contract's about to expire, you usually get that done before the season. Um, you'd be a fool not to test free agency we have the opportunity to. I don't think the Chiefs are going to tag him or anything like that. So it's going to be a bidding war. And unfortunately, I don't think we're going to win it. I know Tyron wants to be back. He loves Kansas City. He's made a, some money in his career. And and that makes your decision-making process a little bit different than, say, a guy like myself when I was coming out. I hadn't made a ton of money yet. It was my first contract. And, and for me, yeah, I wanted to win. But I also wanted to um, set my family up in a good position. So my decision was a little bit different than maybe what his would be right now. But, you know, sometimes the money is more important than, than winning from some guys, but I don't think he's one of those type of guys. Uh, moving on to like Frank Clark, I think I think Frank's a good football player. What a lot of people may not know is like Frank played hurt a lot. He's a warrior. He's one of those guys that you didn't see it in the media, the reports all the time when, when he was on the injury report, the things that he was doing to stay on the field. And the thing you respect about a guy like that most is when a guy's getting paid a ton of money, a lot of times there's no incentive for him to go out there to play. He's going to get paid anyway. So for a guy like Frank, who's one of the highest paid guys on the team to go out there and sacrifice and go out there and play through some things that a lot of guys necessarily wouldn't do, it showed the leadership. It permeated through the locker room. It gave no one on that team excuses to, you know, not lay it all on the line. So that's going to be a, a huge loss if they decide to let him go or, or trade him or something like that because he was a big leader in that locker room along with Honey Badger. Um, so, And those are going to be holes that we need to fill. The biggest hole that we need to fill in free agency is probably going to be, I think, pass rush. Outside of um, Chris Jones, um, Melvin Ingram gave us a huge spark, you know, midseason you know, when he came in and whatnot. And Frank did his thing from time to time. But we need some consistent pass rush. And I think – Free agency-wise, it's going to be tough. There's there's some guys out there that can give you some juice, but they're older guys. You got Chandler Jones, you got you know Von Miller. Um, I do like Agba, but I don't think I don't think he's going to necessarily you know get back to Kansas City. So I think the pass rush aspect is going to be have to be done in the draft. Um, Veach is going to have to pull a rabbit out of his hat, try to figure out how to move up or something like that, trade up, get a younger guy that could be a, a cornerstone for the organization that that provides. You know, a good young talent at a good value and continues to build this team. Me personally, I'm an offensive guy, so I, I always want to see offense. I always want to see offensive weapons. I always want to see Patrick, you know, have some fun out there. So I want to see a wide receiver. I was thinking maybe like a Allen Robinson, a, a Chris Goodwin, um, maybe depending on what happened in Cleveland. Cleveland, I think Jarvis Landry would be a good addition with his leadership and just his, his physical nature and what he brings to a team. Um, maybe OBJ, depending on his health and whatnot. So there's a lot. There's a lot on the table right now. There's a lot of decisions to be made, and and we're gonna see. I think the future, the future is bright. I know we're all disappointed in what happened at the end of the year against Cincinnati, and and there's some things that could have been done better. We'd be fools not to to speak on that. 
but this is one of the best organizations in the National Football League. They're not going anywhere. As long as they got Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, they're always going to be in contention. Um, there's some things that we need to clean up. There's some holes that we need to fill. But this is still, if not the best roster in the NFL, one of the top best, one of the top rosters in the NFL. So it's going to be a fun year. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much more I need to say. I think I, I talked a lot. Um, the, the premises of this show um, was was always about you guys, always about the fans, always about um, answering your questions from our perspective. And that's why we came together, Mike and I, and decided to do this. We wanted to do something that was different, something that wasn't done before. And the way that we were going to do that is, is by, you know, filling the post with you guys, understanding what you want to know, answering your questions and doing it to the best of our ability. So with that being said, I'm going to open the floor to some questions. I hope I get some over here. Um, figure out the, okay, we got Grayson. Who do you want to see the Chiefs pick at 30? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I want to see a, I want to see a defensive player. Um, I'm thinking maybe a, a young pass rusher. Uh, man, that's, you stumped me on that one. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure. At 30, it's going to be tough to get the guy that I want. Um, but I will say I would like to see us move up. Any other? What was your favorite and least favorite drill in practice? Ooh, my favorite drill in practice was probably, it's a period called nine on seven. It's a run period where it's basically just the, the front seven of the defense versus the offensive line and running backs and tight ends. And we're just running the football. Um, offensive linemen, we love running the football because we're, we're able to impose our will. And that's kind of the opportunity that we have to, um, <laughs> you know, beat the defense. A lot of these guys now are paid to rush the passer. So they don't like to pay, play the run. So when we have those periods, that's when we go out there and we have fun and we dominate. My least favorite probably was pre-practice is when we hit the sled. Um, that was one, the sled is one of those things where it's just, it's mundane. You have to do it to get better, but it's also very irritating because that thing does not move. What's the biggest positive and negatives when there's a loss of a player Leadership exponential of Frank Clark and Honey Badger. I would say um, it's tough you losing those types types of guys. The reason being is because yeah, you can replace leadership, but it's not a guarantee. And those are one of those things, those intangibles, those values. You can't you can't place a number on them. And you don't necessarily know where you're going to find it outside of the building because you aren't with these guys every day. They hit on Frank Clark and Honey Badger as far as leadership and, and production. Um, but that, that was also a gamble. A, a lot of the time, times the leadership that you want in your building is the guys that you draft, guys that come in and they adapt to the culture and they come up in the system. Um, so I'm guessing we got some guys in that locker room that, that possess those abilities right now and they're banking on that. But I don't know if we'll be able to go outside our locker room and necessarily fill that void. Mill coming back. I think he comes back. Um, I think it's going to be one of those situations. He's later in his career, so they're going to play the game with him where they're going to tell him he's old and there's not, they're not going to give him what he wants to get paid. And um, unfortunately, when you get older, they put, a, they put a price on you. So he knows his number. That number is going to stay the same for a long time. So he's probably going to wait it out, enjoy some time with his family, not necessarily rush to sign. He's not going to probably show up for OTAs or anything like that. He's going to be one of those types of guys that signs 
either right before camp or mid camp. And, and I think he'll be back. I think he enjoyed his time in Kansas City. I think he fit well in defense and he brought a ton of leadership and juice to the defense. So I would love to see him back. As a player, how important do you think it is to new fresh ideas of the offensive coaching staff? I think it's really important. And I think that's one of the reasons why um, Coach Reed is so successful because he's not one of those guys that has a huge ego. He's not the type that says it's my way or the highway. He he adjusts and he adapts to, you know, what the league is. Um, 14 years ago, you know, he was on top as offensive coordinator, head coach, and he still is today. And that's because he's constantly bringing in new younger talent and he's listening to these guys, not only the coaching staff, but he's listening to the players and he's implementing even concepts and formations from college football, things that you see they're they're innovative. He's doing those things and adding his own twist to it. That's what that's what makes him so special. Flavors for March. Great question, Grayson. Um, I know for a fact we have a, a, a lemon Danish cookie, um, a chocolate donut cookie, a um, blueberry muffin. It's breakfast. It's breakfast themed. So I know I'm missing one, but it, it's going to be a really good lineup. Juju. I like Juju. I think I think I would have loved to see Juju here. Uh, I know they had an opportunity last offseason um, and it didn't work out. You can't blame him. A guy when a guy wants to stay home, you can't blame him. He 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 took the opportunity to go back to Pittsburgh to try to finish a job with his teammates there. So um, I'm not going to dock him for that. And I would love to see him in Kansas City. Um, I think he would be a good possession type guy. Um, I think it I think it bothers me from the standpoint that um, you can't believe everything you read, everything that, um, because it, it's it's dramatized. Um, there's a lot of things in that, in that story that aren't aren't true, aren't true at all. Things that I know aren't true um, and don't make sense at all. Um, but you got to you got to look at it from perspective. Why are these things coming out? You know, who leaked that information, whether it be true or not? Um, someone had to leak it because I don't think a reporter is going to go out on a limb to report something like that without having any type, any type of insider information. But it, it bothers me just just because I know EB and I know his character and I, I know he's a good dude. And I, I'm sure a lot of guys that have been on the staff with him or, or play for him will say the same thing that I'm saying. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think Orlando did a good job this year. I think starting out in the year, a lot of the issues that you know we saw or, or fans saw was just him and Patrick getting to know one another. Patrick isn't a traditional um, pocket guy. Sometimes he drifts a little bit back, back further than other guys, and and that that was a lot. That had a lot to do with just personnel. I think you know up until this year, he hadn't had the interior that he needed, where he could have that trust to step up knowing that it would consistently be a clean pocket and, and the depth would be at the correct depth and he could step up. So he just got used to being a little deeper than normal and, and making plays and scrambling out the pocket. And Orlando, I mean, he had some good landmarks. Uh, but once they figured everything out and Patrick gained that trust of the interior three, which I think is the best in the league right now, and, and Orlando figured out, you know, the point, the points of the pocket and kind of got an idea of what Patrick was going to do and play in and play out, they, they started to play a lot better together. I, I want to see I want to see Allen Robinson. I think I think we need a big receiver on the outside. I know we have Josh Gordon. He's back. I'm actually excited to see that because he's going to have a full offseason. I know he didn't have much production last year, but the guy set out of football for a long time. So um, they're going to give him, him a chance. But I would like to see another big guy, a guy like Allen Robinson on the outside to kind of complement a Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and just another big guy that Patrick could just throw it up to. No, I'm not interested. I, let me take that back. I am interested in coaching on the high school, high school youth level. Don't have any interest in coaching college football, NFL. It, I love football, but it takes a lot of your time to coach on that level. Um, and that's not something that I want to give up. I gave up a lot of my life <laughs> playing football, so I don't necessarily want to do that with the coaching aspect of it on that level. But I would love to do it on high school or, or youth level where it's not much of a time commitment, but I can make a huge impact. When you hit free agency, do you have some idea of what size deal you're hoping for in it? Or is your representation just trying to drum up all the interest and see what it is? It's a combination of both. You have an idea of what you want. Every guy has a number, but it's solely based upon the market. So when you go into free agency, I know when I went in, I was waiting on that top guy because I wasn't necessarily the top guard. I was waiting on the top guy to set the market. Once that guy, guy got paid, I figured out, okay, that's what he's getting paid. Here's my number. This is what I see myself, and this is what the market's saying I'm, saying I'm worth. So that's the number you would go for as a free agent. That's how you form the idea. Do you think the Chiefs would be better off drafting edge rushers, or would it be better to grab a guy in free agency? I think it'd be, they'd be better off drafting. Um, as much as I would love to see them pick up a guy like Von Miller um, or Chandler Jones, they're, they're just getting older. Um, and I don't necessarily think that that's the right way to go about it uh, right now, where we are as an organization. So I think they need to figure out a way to draft a young guy, a guy that they could hit on 
who could be a part of the organization for a long time. Over the last couple of years, I think Veach has done a good job drafting. Um, and I don't see him doing anything different this year. So would you bring back Kyle Long? Seems like his injury came at the worst possible time. I think Kyle's a very good football player, really good leader. It just depends on where he is health. I don't know where he is health-wise. Um, he's older. Out, depending on where you are as far as they already know who their five guys are. If you want to bring back a veteran guy, a guy that could, you know, be a swing type guy, yeah, bring him back. I think he he brings a ton of value in that aspect. Um, but as a starter, I, I don't think that's that's going to be a thing for him right now. Do you think the combo of Nagy and EB can finally get AR to trust the nasty O-line and run the ball until they can force teams to stop dropping eight effing guys back? I hope so. <laughs> I hope they run the ball a little bit more. But th th here's the thing. Um, just with the offense and the way that it's set up, there's a lot of things that are run that are called runs that are RPOs. So there's a run pass option. Um, so, And a lot of the times, Patrick sometimes throws it <laughs> um, because he sees the advantage. Um, and those are technically runs. When we're looking at the analytics and, and whatnot, when it's an RPO and we decide to throw it and it's a five, six-yard slant, we count that as an efficient run in, in the Chiefs offense. So they are calling runs, but they're, they're RPOs. As far as traditional, just calling and running runs, uh, we'll see if they change that up. But traditionally, that's not the way Coach Reed calls plays. But I would love to see with this type of line, them just line up and just just get after guys sometimes. But, hey, it's been working so far. I mean, as much as we like to see some more runs, this team's had a lot of success. So um, continue doing what you're doing. Does getting Nagy hurt our chances to get A-Rob? I, I don't know. Um, I don't know their relationship. Um, I've read reports that they didn't, they didn't get along too well. Um, but like I said, no one really knows. Those are just speculations. Um, none of us were in that locker room. So um, I hope it doesn't hurt our chances. I would love to see them, you know, with Kansas City. How much change would you estimate from year to year on a team's offensive playbook? There is there isn't much change, honestly. There there's some wrinkles here and there. The foundation of it's the exact same. You might change a couple of formations, move a couple guys around, have some wrinkles here and there, but it doesn't really change. Like I said, when, when Coach Reed got to Kansas City, that was in 2013. Um, I was there. I left in 2016 or 15. I don't remember the exact year. And then I came back and there is a lot of different things within the playbook, but the, the foundation of it was, was the same. That's why I was able to come in and, and pick everything up so quickly. Do you think Phillip Lindsay would fit in the offense well? Yes, I do. I think he would fit really well in the Chiefs offense. Um, I think he's a good change of pace type of guy, a guy that can do really well, you know, on the outside, the perimeter. Um, could do decently in a string game. I think he has decent hands. Um, but the guy that I would love back, I would love to have Jared McKinnon back. I think I think he fit the offense perfectly. I think he did really well in, in the little time that he did have in the playoffs. And I, I would love to see that um, as long as he's healthy. Is the offense, is the offseason drastically different from players around under contract versus free agents? Um, no. The offense, the the off season for us is we're preparing to play football. Doesn't matter what team it's for. Um, 
we're working out, we're getting, we're, we're getting ready. We're, we're, we're priming our bodies to get ready for OTAs and training camp. Um, the, the football aspect of it will, will work itself out. Um, so you're not worried about it if you're on a team or not. <laughs> you're just working you know, to be physically ready when that time comes. P.S. Love, love listening to you and Big D. Yeah, man, I appreciate it, man. I think, you know, me and Mike have a good rapport. Um, I love the aspect of it being big guys talking football because we don't get a lot of love. A lot of the times, the only time you hear, especially offensive line, you hear our names is when we mess up. So I, lo I love this aspect of it. If you could bring back in time, whose jersey, if you could go back in time, whose jersey would you get? I would say Reggie White. Um, I grew up in Chicago, but that was the first jersey I ever got. Um, and that was right when I started playing football. I knew nothing about football when I first started playing. I just saw kids with pads. And my uncle played football in college, and he's like, you should give it a try. And my dad ended up getting me a Reggie White jersey, which was a Packers jersey. And you could imagine the type of hate I was getting in Chicago wearing a Packers jersey. But that's, that's when I got interested in football. So I started watching Reggie White. I thought I was going to be a defensive lineman. Ended up being an offensive lineman. Did you see Clyde? that had to have gallbladder surgery last offseason. How much does offseason training lead to improvement for upcoming seasons? Um, I didn't see that, but um, I think offseason preparation is huge. This is where you set the foundation. And going into an offseason healthy, that means a lot because that means you can get the work in early and it propels you for the season. If you go into an offseason hurt and you're not able to prepare, you're constantly paying catch-up. I mean, some guys can do it, but I know for me personally, my best years were the years where I, where I was healthy after the season. I was able to transition directly into the offseason and prepare and get ready to play football. I was able to do OTAs. I was able to do training camp. I was able to do every single activity in the offseason, and that, that got me ready for the season. When entering free agency, what sort of things do you consider? Organization, winning, coach, quarterback, physical location? You consider a lot. Um, I talk for me personally, when I was coming out for free agency, um, the first thing that I was considering was money. I know a lot of guys will, will politically tell you, hey, um, I want to win. I'm like, yes, I wanted to win. I wanted to win as much as I wanted money, but, but winning don't pay the bills. <laughs> so when I was coming out, I was looking for my first payday. I was trying to get paid. And while getting paid, I was trying to go somewhere where I could get paid and possibly win as well. So my decision was, was based off of money. Then I looked at the quarterback because quarterback offensively is the record indication of, of winning. It's an organization, period. If you got a decent quarterback, you can win. Then I was looking at location and all those different things. I, um, and then comfort, like how do you fit into the scheme? Um, I think that's very important. My second time around, after um, getting let go in Houston, I had opportunities to go elsewhere. I could have went to five, six different places, could have got paid more money, all these different things. But at that point, I had made a decent amount of money to where I was comfortable and money wasn't even a factor in my decision-making. So I decided to come back to Kansas City because I knew they had a great quarterback. I knew I was comfortable because I've been in the organization before. I knew everything that they were about. And I knew that we had the, the opportunity to win a Super Bowl. So the money aspect of it didn't matter to me at that, at that point. So it all, it just matters on who you are, where you are in your career and what you place value on. Um, and that's just from my perspective.
how much do coaching titles matter in, in the hierarchy? With Nagy being a senior assistant coach, where would he sit with Reed and EB? Um, I think it matters if you're with a staff with ego. I know Kansas City, there's not a ton of ego within that staff. They all collaborate. They all do their jobs. Everyone has a role. I mean, even like with Nagy being there, he's going to, he's going to, you know, have an impact on the game plan. Um, he may not call plays, but he's definitely going to implement things that, you know, go into the game plan. There are going to be plays called that Nagy might draw up. Um, there are going to be plays called that Coach Reeves draws up. Same with EB. Um, they're all going to be doing their part. I know even Coach Heck, I mean, he's the run game coordinator. So he's ultimately deciding, you know, what's going to go into the run game game plan. You know, what type of plays do you think is going to work against this defense and adding things into the game plan. And so all these guys work together. It's not necessarily a title thing. Um, I think that's all about ego. And I don't think these guys have a ton of it. Do you see Nang becoming a consistent starter? Yes, I do. I wanted to touch on that. I think Nang is a hell of a football player. Last year, I think he had a lot of good moments. Um, biggest thing is just staying healthy, being out on the field, and two, just being consistent. And that consistency, that consistency comes as you get older. I mean, last year was his rookie season. I know it was his second year technically, but he was a rookie. And being a rookie, it's tough to play good football. It really, it really is. Um, Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey are outliers. Those guys, those guys did something that you don't typically see. You don't see rookies coming in and dominating and not only dominating, not having missed assignments and playing like veteran guys. You don't see that typically. So those guys are outliers. Those guys are doing something that that's really, really special. Um, but I think Nang is only going to get better. He got some experience last year. Hopefully he's 100% healthy and he comes back and he gets the opportunity. Which player do you wish you got to play next to? I wish I played with Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith. Even, 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 even um, Orlando Brown, I would love to play next to those guys. These guys are super physical, um, play super hard. They look like they're having fun, especially Trey. Trey's a dog, man. He's one of those guys that just wants to destroy someone and actually, take someone's soul. Like he's the type of guy that looks like he's fun to play with. So, um, I mean, all those, I can't go wrong with any guy on the offensive line right now, but, um, I'll probably say Trey Smith. If I had to pick one. Are you ever going to open a cookie society in Kansas city? One day, one day, man, we we're really looking into it. Um, just doing some behind the scenes things, um, as far as business, making sure our processes are down and that we can efficiently do it and do it the right way. Once we get to that point, we're definitely going to be looking at Kansas City because that's a special place for myself and my wife and my family. Um, and I know Kansas City loves cookies because that's the number one place online that orders from us. <laughs> awesome, guys. Um, I think that's all we got question-wise. Love doing this. Hopefully we can do it again next time we have Mike with us. And I think this will be something we'll do in the future. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. Appreciate all the questions. Y'all have a good one, man. Go Chiefs.